Welcome back to the Taiku Podcast. Uh, we got a double dose of not sports anime on this sports anime podcast. Uh, first, we'll be talking about Complex Age, and then we'll take a short break. And after the break, we'll be talking about Love Life Sunshine. Uh, but for Complex Age, I've got Helen here. Hi, I'm Helen. I review manga and light novels over at the OASG, and I'm also the co-host of the It's Not My Fault the OASG podcast isn't popular. And really, it's not my fault it's not popular. I'm doing my best. I would blame the editor on that one. Yeah, we can always blame Justin. <laughs> um, I brought Helen on here because she is the uh, most versed in cosplay that I know, or at least talk to regularly, um, to talk about this cosplay manga that came out from Kodansha, uh just a few months ago, right? Yeah, this first volume came out in... June or July, and I know the second volume just came out the other day, but I haven't seen it in a while yet. Yeah, I haven't gone to a bookstore in a while. Um, but this is about, this manga is about a uh, cosplayer who is around our age, 26 years old. Um, she's working at a temp agency, uh, doing just salary man work, salary woman work, I guess. Do they have salary women in Japan? I think so. Real life told me um, that there are, so... Alright. I would believe real life. Uh, but she... She loves cosplay. She's very good at it. Uh, she's got a... Complex about her height. And uh, the accuracy of the character they are portraying. Um, but just first first impressions. As a cosplayer, how how accurate was this to the real thing? This felt really accurate. Like, I read more than just manga. I read a lot of webcomics as well. So I've come across a couple of series over the years which deal with cosplay either as, you know, kind of an, oh, this is this character's hobby on the side or even as a main focus for the story. But this is the first time I've read a story about cosplay and I've gone, oh, this person knows what they're talking about. This isn't just, oh, it's all fun and sunshines. This is someone who understands the pains of staying up late to finish a detail no one's going to see. Oh, uh, yeah, I bet you've had quite a few late nights finishing costumes. Yeah, I never pull all-nighters. <laughs> I respect myself too much to do that. But whenever Con Crunch comes around, man, it's like, I regret my life choices right now. <laughs> I regret being this detailed. You know, I regret choosing this wig. And we we don't see the characters outwardly regretting stuff like that. But we do see Nagisa, our um, leading lady, very early on in the story going, oh no, there's an event in 24 hours, and I just realized this new important detail in the outfit. Oh my god, what a pain. The one that they showed, like, they first showed that night the detail on the outfit. Or mm-hmm. she just noticed it there, because it was more prominent in the episode, and it's like, there's this mark on the back, why? Why is my life terrible right now? And there's even a detail where her friend's like, oh, you didn't even just paint this on. You sewed this on. That took extra long. (laughs) But even then, she is ashamed that uh, she just stuffed it with uh, something that was not actual stuffing because she no stores were open that late to buy it. Yeah, I think she said tissue. And honestly, tissue probably would make some weird crinkling noises if you're walking around. But you just got to do what you got to do. Oh, do they mean, like, tissue paper that you put in packages? I assume that she meant tissues like um, nose-blowing tissues, but I, I, I don't know. The translation did not 
get that specific. That's what I thought. I didn't think that would make too much noise, but how many people are going to touch your back? Hopefully not many. <laughs> I don't know. This uh, this manga also goes into like the weirder, darker parts of cosplay. Um, the main character, Nagisa, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, Nagisa, okay. and she goes by like Nagi online. Right. Um, she is very, very serious about cosplay. She, um, she even yells at someone else because they're not embodying the character perfectly. Like, I gotta say, as someone who is vaguely interested in cosplay, because Dana does it and I am dating her, um, that is something that, like, I don't know if I could get behind, because I'm pretty shy. I don't know how good at acting I am. I never act in character when I cosplay. I do <laughs> I like dressing up, but I think I'm in the minority on this. Yeah. Have you ever met these people that are like, you have to be exactly like this character that you're cosplaying? Not personally ever, no, actually. My group or my extended group of friends who also cosplay, we, we all try to be very chill about things and just have a good time overall. But I always hear online people vague booking being like, oh, this cosplay drama that's going on. And it's like, sure, we do, if you are cosplaying and you will, you do see people and you're like, oh, that wig's not so good. But you don't go out and say anything about it. You just think, oh, it's not so good. And you move on for your life. You should not be like Nagisa and call people out in the middle of a photo shoot when you think they're posing wrong. Like, don't do that. Um, yeah. But this manga also taught me about posing. And how ridiculous it is. I mean, haven't you seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventures posing is very intense at all times? I have. Um, I've heard that posing is very hard. And, like, we should all just cosplay JoJo's characters because then it gets much easier because it gets so ridiculous and pronounced. Yeah, at least for JoJo's, you have a lot of reference poses to go off of. True. But if you ever do, like, even, like, you know, casual photos of family, you're going to look at yourself or if you're me anyway, you look at yourself and you go, why do I look so dumb in these pictures? That's because when you like stand or sit naturally, you look kind of awkward a lot of the time. And I, and I feel like, um, it can be kind of hard to portray some of the details of cosplay in a manga, you know, something that's drawn. So only certain details are shown, but I yeah. felt like when the story was showing Nagisa showing this newer cosplayer um, named Aya how to pose, I felt like the manga actually did a pretty good job of showing here's what her pose looked like before, and here's what it looked like after. I felt like it actually did a really good job yeah, portraying I... that. And gave some pretty good posing tips as well, which is just kind of pose everything. <laughs> no straight it's... lines. If you can bend it, bend it. If it's comfortable, then you're doing it wrong. Basically. Yeah, I read that, and I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about how hard posing is. That seems ridiculous. Uh, much less, like, talking as the character. Oh, I don't want to do any of that. Yeah, there are definitely cosplayers who do it more for the play part than the costume part who really like the role playing. And you'll see a lot of people who say, oh, I cosplay so and so because I, you know, I feel strong. I feel confident because of that. But that's definitely not a requirement for cosplay. And, and if you go around talking like an obnoxious character in the entire con, like people are not going to like you. So as usual, <laughs> moderation and everything. Yes, hopefully. Um... Hopefully they're not looking up to Nagisa being like, I want to be this kind of cosplayer. She has her upsides, but she also has a lot of faults. Yeah, and I feel like Nagisa is aware of her faults to an extent, 
but isn't quite dealing with them since I feel like a lot of her faults come from her insecurities that she is getting older. She is, it looks like fairly tall for a Japanese woman. So she kind of feels like I'm starting to look less like the character. So she's trying to make up for it in other ways. And also projecting her insecurities on other people and saying cruel things at the shoot. Like, you know, why aren't you posing right? Have you ever even seen the show before? So hopefully she does continue to mature. It feels weird to say about that about like a 26 year old character instead of a 16 year old character. Hopefully she does get better at that. But I felt like those were being portrayed very deliberately as definite shortcomings that related a lot to her inner psyche, her complex about this. Yeah, she has obviously learned a lot about cosplay over her years, um, but her interactions with other people doesn't seem to have grown since she was like 16. Uh, and it seems like she keeps a pretty private life as well. It seems like most of her free time is dedicated to her cosplaying hobby. Yes, none of her none of her friends or family know about well, none of her work friends or family know about uh, the fact that she cosplays. Uh, she has to keep hidden like a dirty secret that it's weird to cosplay at her age. Well, except for the cliffhanger at the end of the story where it looks like a coworker has found out. So yes. dun dun dun. We'll find out what happens in the next volume. This is a point of shame for her because she wants to put on airs like she is a normal office worker. She doesn't really do anything. She just works, uh, goes home, and then does whatever. Um, but she has been found out because of the distinctive mole on her face. And now no one knows what will happen. But the... Uh, Pilot manga may give a hint. Yeah, do we want to talk about that? Since this um, first volume of the manga includes a short story, which um, the author said, the mangaka, uh, who is called uh, Yui Sakuma, um, says was the pilot for the story, and it has a very interesting direction at the end. Yes. I think this is going to be too spoilery since we're just speculating on it right now. Um, nah. Also, we spoil everything on the show. Okay, so regular viewers will expect the spoilers. Okay. Yes. Um, but I did I did much like this pilot version because it wasn't it wasn't cosplay like I know at Obicon or at uh, Anime Central. It is goth cosplay, goth lowly cosplay. Uh Lolita fashion and I felt like the short story actually did a really good job of distinguishing that from cosplay since I've never yeah. done Lolita fashion myself, but I've got some friends in the subculture, and um, I've read about it over the years. And they're always very quick to tell you, this isn't a costume, this is our fashion, this is our everyday right. life. And that's what um, the young woman in this short does. She does Lolita fashion, basically any chance she can get outside of work. And she has a supportive husband, she's got old friends from it. But much like Nagisa, she's starting to feel like she's just too old for this. Yeah, um, she is finding that her skin is drying out with her age, um, and also the as you get older, you just get like this sense of foreboding that you shouldn't really feel, but you do because you're getting older, which is closer to death or whatever psychological thing is going on. Um, so she's like, she's like, do I want to continue with this hobby that has been my hobby for like ten years or more now, or do I want to? Uh, change my life completely and get away from this. 
Yeah, and even though she is still enjoying Lolita fashion to an extent, she decides to give it all up and in a very drastic fashion, she goes and she sets all of her old Lolita fashion on fire and just like, girl, you could sell those. You could sell those and make so much money. Those dresses aren't cheap. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars probably in dresses that she just goes out to the side of the road and burns the shit out of them. Well, hopefully not hundreds of thousands, but <laughs> definitely thousands. Makes a lot of money. Mm-hmm. In both and materials and time. Sorry. And that ending makes me a little nervous that Complex 8 is going to have a similar ending. And I know we were talking about this earlier, that this is making you nervous. It's going in the same direction as well. I feel like that's what everyone online has been saying. Hmm. Yeah. And I don't I don't want it to go that direction because uh, this, this manga is so cosplay positive because there are so many people in here that are accepting of cosplay. And I'm hoping that the coworker is like, this is kind of a weird hobby, but you know, you look, you look cute in the clothes, and if you like it, then do whatever you want to. Uh, but who knows? Yeah, and I really hope it doesn't go that direction. Not the direction you suggested, but the direction of Nagisa completely giving it up by the end. Right. Since I feel like that's the only story you really see about these nerdy hobbies, that they are childish things that you must outgrow to become a more normal adult without yeah. ever saying, you know, you can have good hobbies. And it's so ridiculous since like here in the Americas, we have, you know, all kinds of crafters like quilters and we have people who've been doing historical, like Renaissance dress, you know, fashion recreations for decades. And those people are definitely older. So why isn't there a kind of that stigma there? And yeah. I've been part of like the cosplay and anime community since 2007. So almost 10 years now. Oh my god. Oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> and I've definitely seen it change a bit since I've been in the community. And part of it's just, we can get better wigs now. People have a better idea of how to use their flipping cameras now for better photos. <laughs> no, no, really. Like, some of the photos from my first convention says for bad photos. You buy, and, you buy much more easily online now, too, as well, I think. Yeah, like, back when I started, you never bought wigs off eBay. But now, you can totally buy wigs off eBay. It's fine. <laughs> And one thing I've seen over the years is that there are people who started out at a similar age that I was, and we're now aging, and we're saying, but we don't want to give this up yet. Like, it just took me all these years to learn how to sew something well. I don't want to stop now. Yeah. But yet, there's nobody older to look up to. Like, there's a couple of people, but you only hear about maybe a dozen cosplayers who are older than 30 or so. And so I don't want this story to keep perpetuating the idea that this is something you give up. I want it to be like a... Maybe Nagisa tones down her cosplay, but she still can enjoy the hobby in one way or another. Yeah. It, the uh, epilogue is just flash forward to her having grandchildren and children and dressing them all up in cosplay and going to comic <laughs> I mean, putting babies in costumes is pretty adorable. It's true. Uh, there is one point that you wanted to talk about, and that is boiling a wig. That is not a good thing to do. Uh, so most of the cosplay tips in this book are actually pretty accurate. But the one thing I read, um, well, read when I was reading the book, was one of the characters saying, oh, yeah, you can custom dye a wig, you know, take a white wig and dye it in some, you know, fabric dye and keep it in there for like 30 minutes. And it's like, this is a legitimate way to do it. But no, please don't leave your wig in there for 30 minutes unless you're trying to get like a black wig. <laughs> like, seriously, if there's any newbie cosplayers out there listening to this, go to like Art of Wigs. They have done dye tests for all of their wig fibers, 
And if you look there, they say, okay, here it is at five seconds, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, and you'll see the wig dies itself pretty fast. So please just don't plan on leaving your wig in there for 30 minutes walking away and coming back. Like, don't do that. Also test if it's heat resistant, but hopefully you knew that part already. <laughs> it was actually kind of funny to see some of the techniques they use in the story for um, styling wigs and making outfits. I'm curious how close some of those are to what cosplayers in Japan actually do, since they're a little different than I would do as an American cosplayer, just from what I've experimented with over the years. And I don't actually see that many Japanese cosplayers writing in English online about what they do. So I'm kind of hoping this can also be a accurate look into how a Japanese cosplayer approaches their outfits. But hopefully they're not dying their wigs for 30 minutes and like hot water, like otherwise <laughs> their wigs are going to be so bad. Unless they want a black wig. I mean, it would be a pretty effective way to get a black wig, but you could just buy a black wig to start with. <laughs> Save yourself some time. Uh, yeah. Do you think this uh, mangaka cosplays herself? I do wonder. I, either she cosplays or she has good friends who cosplay, since, like I said, both the cosplay and the Lolita parts felt pretty true to life. So you could get that with just research and a lot of long conversations with friends. But she also gets kind of, um, if I say psychological aspect, this, that makes it sound really dark and deep. <laughs> but like the, the mental mindset, she gets that fairly well, which definitely made me wonder if she's done some of it in her own time. Yeah, I didn't even think about that until um, I started talking with you, being like, well, if it's this, if it's this accurate, then maybe she knows how to do it herself, or she just read a lot of message boards. Maybe the message boards in Japan are much better at conveying information than they are in English. I don't know. I don't know Japanese. I can't go looking this up on Google. Neither do I. It's very unfortunate. Shoot. Uh, anyway, I think we have exhausted um, the talking here. Do you have any closing thoughts on Complex Age? Uh, I'm really excited for the other volumes. It's complete in Japan at six volumes, so we know it's not going to be a terribly long read. Hopefully by this time next year it will be done and we can you know, chat on Twitter with anyone who wants to talk with us about how it finishes up. But yeah. I'm really excited for this. And it's a release that I didn't even notice when Kodansha mentioned the license for it. So I hope it's not flying too far under the radar since I'd like to recommend it to people, as you know, a good story <laughs> about a woman who's not a teenager trying to balance work and life. Yeah. How many other cosplay manga at all are there in English, you know? Only bad ones. <laughs> Poor cosplay. Um, well, anyway, let's close this thing out before we take a break and head into Love Live. Helen, where can we find you on the internet? Ah, uh, you can find me ranting about just about anything on the face of the planet over on Twitter under Wandering Dreamer. Uh, w A N D E R I N D R E A M R. I did not choose an easy handle for myself there. <laughs> and you can also read my reviews on voasg.org. Like I said, I do manga, light novels, and occasionally anime. Put out a review with the first, The Ancient Magus Bride OVA the other day, and everyone should check that out. Both my review and the OVA. It's really good. Thanks a good OVA. I really mm -hmm. like that. Um, all right, let's take a break, and we'll be back with Love Life Sunshine.
And we're back. We are here to talk about Love Live Sunshine. Chris is here. Hi. I, I, I'm really, I'm really glad that you brought me back to talk about Love Live, <laughs> and I'm so ex- excited because we have a member of Aqua here with us, and this is probably the greatest day of my life. Uh, Thank would, you, Corey. Would you like to introduce this member of Aqua, Chris? <laughs> Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to the adorable, shy, cutest button member of Aqua that everybody loves deep in their heart, Ruby. Hello, everyone. I've never done a podcast before. Your English is amazing. (laughs) Who's here, too? I said Kenny's here, too. Yes, hello, everyone. Uh, so thanks again to Helen for coming on. We are transitioning now to Love Live Sunshine, which, uh, just got a gig last Sunday. It is now Tuesday. Um, I will get this out after Tuesday, but anyway. Um, Chris is our resident Love Live expert. Would you like to, uh, break it down for us? Oh, I don't, I don't have any dates on me or nothing, but. <laughs> so. Love Live Sunshine, as everybody probably is fully aware, is the second incarnation of the massively popular and, frankly, amazing multimedia franchise, Love Live School Idol Project. Um, it was first announced last year in the exact same fashion that the original Love Live was, um, just with a magazine announcement, hey, here's some character designs. Um, I think the first official announcement was... Uh, was a YouTube ad or something. It was like two seconds long, and you, you didn't even see the characters. It was just a beach. And then a month later, then they added the characters and so on and so forth. For the next couple of months, they they introduced you to the different uh, cast members, little bios, and gave a basic idea of what the story behind Love, Life, Sunshine was going to be. Um, the name of the group is called Aqua, but you would never fucking know that unless you watch the show or somebody tells you because it's spelled Accors or Accors. It's Aqua, like the fucking Barbie girl group. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, it blew my mind. Like, I, I, I spent the last year staring at that word saying, how in the hell are you supposed to pronounce that? And then in, like, episode two or three, they're like, Aqua. I'm like, really? It's just Aqua? <laughs> Ow. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. So, the anime finally premiered the summer season of 2016. Whatever date you want to make up, I don't care. And concluded, like Corey said, four days ago. Um, the basic premise is we're now in a completely new setting outside of Tokyo. Um, I'm not good with Japanese names, so I'm just going to say the city by the beach. And the main character, who uh, for many people will immediately just remind them of Honoka. Her name Don't is Chica. It, oh no, I didn't. I didn't go there. I didn't go there, Ruby. That your immediate <laughs> first thought would be that she's just like Honoka. You you open the door. <laughs> you might Her name is Chica. <laughs> And she happens to be a huge fan of Muse, the group from the first 
series of Love Live. And so she decides she wants to be a school idol and goes around recruiting people. It takes place approximately five years after the events of the Love Live movie. Um, so it kind of makes it a present day thing because the original Love Live franchise went for six years until this new one started. Um, so even though we had six years of Muse, two TV series and one movie over the course of three years, they're not taking Love Live Sunshine and scrunching it into that time frame. They're kind of jumping us forward. And uh, basically what we're really doing here is not talking about Love Live. We're doing our top five of 2016. And um, Corey has, for some reason, asked us to not talk about our number five through two. Um, so that's really what's going on here today. This is the best show. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, so, uh, Kenny and Ruby, you liked the original Love Live like all the rest of us. Uh, what were your mm-hmm. first impressions of this this series? Um, I guess I go first. Uh, I, I was a little surprised, I guess. Um, I thought they might reference the original show a bit, but it's actually kind of played an integral part and was actually mentioned almost every single episode. Almost. Um, I, I would say it's, it's an interesting contrast between the original show because I find the characters in the new show much more interesting than the original show. Um you know, but the story is not. Uh, I think the original was more story driven, and this second adaptation uh, is more character driven. If that makes sense. Of course um, it does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I'm I enjoyed it a lot. Trouble thinking of story in the first one. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying there was a much more of a in the original Love Live. There was much more of a, a like the they need to save their school and uh, you know and and things like that, where the second one, um, I mean, I guess it ended up being an integral part of the story, but I I enjoyed the characters in this new one more than the original, if that makes sense. I guess, I don't, I don't know, I'm not... Uh... <laughs> You're doing great, Kenny. Thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Ruby, your, your initial thoughts on Sunshine? So I was prepared for it to be not as good as the original at all. Figured it hit me the way the first one did because the original series was a total surprise to me. I was watching it and I think I tweeted like, "But I don't know how much more this idol shit I can handle." And it turned out being was it's just favorite shows. Period. Uh, thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. Uh, words. Stop staring at me. Uh, I don't know. It's super good. I was crying every episode. It was into this hook, line, and stinker. Into all the melodrama. I want to know what's going on with the third years, and I want everyone to say nice things and protect Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, so I I came into this loving Love Live, the first series. Um and I really liked the first couple episodes, but I think it, uh, the initial reaction for the middle part is it faltered, but it didn't in hindsight. Um, I think it all, like the, the, uh, the callbacks to Love Live, the first one, to Muse, um, I think the, 
the references to Muse all came together in the last episode, and I think in hindsight... Second to last episode. Yeah, second to last episode. Uh, you are correct. If the show had like a weak point, I think the last episode is kind of... It could have been done without felt kind of tacked on. Yeah, I agree with that. Anyone agree? No. Yeah, yeah I, agree with, I agree with that. Uh, I think they need that final performance still, just to end Love Live as the idol show that it is, but a lot of other stuff was kind of unnecessary. Everybody knows that I love Love Live a little bit too much. <laughs> um, anyone who listened to the first Love Live podcast probably was like, God, shut this guy up. Um, like Ruby was saying, the first series was such a surprise. Um, and I, I, I fell in love with the show like way too much. Um, so the, the lead up to sunshine, I was nothing but fear and dread. Like I, 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 I didn't know what to think. All I could think was this is not going to be good. This is not going to be the love life that I love. But I hope it is good. I hope it. I hope they do a good job. I still have the original series and the movie. None of that changes. But I was really like trepidatious. I, I didn't want to to just dive in headfirst and be prepared for Love Live Sunshine. I was just like, I'll watch it. I'll see if it's any good or or what. And then it ended up like like Kenny and Ruby were saying, like it's probably better than the first series i i still love all the cast members from the first series um except for nico uh, <laughs> sorry i gotta throw it in i gotta throw it in um but the cast in love life sunshine they are so different and like they're on fire like i i can't quite i haven't sat down with my words yet to to quite put my finger on it but the, the cast the downside is, of doing this soon yeah you know um <laughs> the, the cast in love Life sunshine they're, they're familiar they're are also you know relatively archetypal just like the first cast but they're mm-hmm. they're more fleshed out they feel more three-dimensional they have multiple facets to each of them um and they're just they're so lovable like if you go through the cast of the first Love Live, you could say, well, I like this about that one, but not that. And I like this, but not that. You know, everyone has their pluses and minuses. And it's like Sunrise just went through and, and like, buffed out everything. They said, well, take all the good things and we'll add more good things. The Maki 2.0 is not a terrible fucking apathetic rich bitch. Rico is amazing. <laughs> I love Rico. Um the, the 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 Nico character isn't narcissistic. She's adorable. Daya is amazing. Um, so they have all these characters that they're they're related in you know some tangential way, but they're awesome. There there there's no negative down points for me anyway. And the story, Kenny was touching on it about how they they reference the first series. And, you know, maybe it's too much, maybe it's not. I thought it was perfect because when, when, like, with the Love Live movie, I view it from, like, a macro view. Like, take myself out of the story, kind of look at it as a franchise. The, the, the end of the Love Live season two was basically them 
saying, you know, we built this together with the fans. It was talking outside of itself. A lot of people, they just watch the show and they, they take everything as an internal narrative. The Love Live movie, a lot of people took it as an internal narrative and were like, oh, it just rehashes the end of the second season. But the movie stepped outside and said, hey, if you look at this from the franchise point of view, from Bandai's point of view, we want to, you know, we want to be able to carry on this franchise, but we have to let go of Muse. And that's kind of what the movie was about. And Love Live Sunshine goes right into that. A lot of people, they wanted it to be completely different. You know, I, I, especially the two dudes that were reviewing it on Fandom Post, like, I feel that they missed this, the whole series. Like, they wanted it to be completely different. But you can't. If, if this, if this show was 100% original and unique and just had the Love Live name, now all of a sudden you're, you know, Oh, well, yeah, it wasn't that good. You know, it, it, it opens it up itself up to more vulnerabilities. Mm. By tying it into the franchise, like they, they created a bridge that very, that easily just eased the viewers into the new series and allowed it to grow and blossom into its own thing by the end. It was this very smooth transition to where it's not jarring. Um, it is wholly original in the future. And it's just, I think I like Sun- Love Life Sunshine the most out of the whole goddamn franchise because <gasps> it's just so interesting. And everything is so good. I just love it incredibly. And the only thing that I would be worried about is, okay, so where does it go from season two? Where Where it does start to really branch away and become its own beast mm-hmm. god damn love life sunshine is the shit yo <laughs> i think it it learned a lot from uh the previous love lives mistakes with the characters and um like you said it was able to build upon the success rather than uh make something completely different which like you might as well make idol master again which is yeah. contradictory by saying that but you know what i mean no, I, I totally get you. I, but I mean, yeah, it, it, you you can complain that Love Live is a ser- is a franchise by committee because it totally is. You know, it's it's a bunch of crazy old Japanese dudes saying how can we make money. But it started out as a gamble and it blew up into something crazy. So they they started out not knowing how to do this successful franchise, and then it became a successful franchise. And they said, all right. They actually went back and said, what did we do wrong? What could we have done better? And pooped out sunshine. Like, not that many TV series, anime, live action, movies, anything, actually go back and say, what did we do wrong and how can we fix that for the next iteration? Which is exactly what they did here. Uh, so I have to I have to ask Chris. I know um, we've had this discussion before online, but you never answered. Did you ever find the best girl? Uh, no, I have not. I have not settled on who my favorite Love Live Sunshine character is. They're they're all just that good, you know. I, I'm leaning towards Kanan, which makes sense for anybody who actually knows me. But Yo is amazing. Chica is amazing. Ruby is amazing. Daya is amazing. The only one I kind of would not put in the running would be Mari. 
Um, but she's also amazing. Uh, <laughs> the cast, the whole cast is tremendous. I fucking love all nine of these girls. They're, they're really interesting. And yeah, there, there is no, I like or dislike that character, whittle it down to a best girl. I just, I have not gotten to that point. Uh, Kenny, Ruby, your thoughts on hashtag best girl? I really like the entire cast too. And I'm, be very careful not to declare any of the best love live sunshine because I don't want to get pigeonholed into being the really loves Maki years down the line when maybe <laughs> Umi or someone else might have uh, uh, ursuped them in in a older age. <laughs> but that, that is the best. I, I did appreciate this show in that um, it's it's fairly rare for this sort of standard anime show to have character that sort of uh, defy the standard sort of tropes that are set up for this this sort of show. Like, the characters in the original Love Live were good, but they're all pretty much, uh, with a few exceptions, they're, yeah, they're all pretty much, like, standard characters like you'd find in other shows. But this show, like, I, I appreciated that someone like Daya would be set up to be very haughty and uh, stuck up, but then... You know, quickly you sort of have it's sort of a facade for someone who's actually very caring, and the same was uh, Mari was is in a normal show you set up as sort of a rich character who's looks down on everyone, but instead is set up as sort of a goofy character who speaks a lot of English. Uh, I thought that was sort of interesting, and I, I kind of like that. If that makes any sense at all, everyone in the Love Live universe is, is just a good person. There are no <laughs> people. Yeah, except for except for like Maki, I guess. This podcast is So I do want to go back to something Chris said when we were comparing the signs to the analogs, which I don't do. People would think, oh, Yohai is the Nico of this show because she is the crazy one that has a weird gimmick and a. I don't know, it just seems obvious, but characters are kind of written in a way that like they know the audience is going to expect them to match up to the role very specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, from the original images and stuff, everyone kind of like, oh, that is the L of the show, that is the Maki, that's obviously the Hanukkah. Hey, everybody was saying, uh, I think it was... match every- up like, like that? Yeah, I think everybody was saying that like Yo was just palette swapped Hanio, like and water Hanio, it, like super derivative, like not even that's like that character. It's just a palette swap. I, I agree with what Ruby's saying. I, I think that, like I was saying earlier, I think I think the show did a good job of of sort of subverting sort of people's expectations of what the characters would be, uh, based on the promotional material and other things I saw, which. Uh, which is kind of a good thing, but um, not to not to rip on the original characters, but they're all fairly predictable, if that makes sense. Post Sunshine, I'm actually kind of scared to go for the original because I'm worried they're not going to hold up. <laughs> no, no, they, they still hold up, Sunshine. Ruby. They still hold up. I've watched like the whole thing like six times now. They still hold up. <laughs> you you love them for a different reason. <laughs> I mean, like like I was saying earlier, I think that the the sunshine is much more character driven than the original show, but the original show had a little bit more of a 
sort of a story push in terms of because that was obviously the first time they're doing this sort of sort of narrative for the show like they have to save their school and things like that and uh you know that's that was kind of the weakness of sunshine to me that it was the you know it's hard to kind of copy the original story or uh come up with anything sort of original that would sort of propel the show like the narrative of the show and I think that's doing it the way that they did it. I think that's why it works really well. They didn't they didn't need to to try to make sure that they had the best story to follow up. It's like right, right. Let's let's mirror it, but change it up enough. Like I can totally see. Like I think it was Corey that mentioned. Like halfway through, it felt like it was just falling off a cliff, and because it wasn't until episode six or something that they introduced, oh, our school is getting shut down. You know. It was like, oh, that's the last straw. They're just totally copying it. But it was for, you know, quote unquote, nefarious reasons. There was a purpose. They were subverting and trying to metamorphose into something unique. And it just, it was, I think it was a brilliant stroke. I, yeah, I agree. I agree in that. Uh, it was a long I, I think the uh, the funniest part of the show to me was the the, the point where uh, Chica was very happy the school was closing down. <laughs> you can kind of imitate her like idols, like the, the previous Love Live people. <laughs> I, I found that really funny. But, uh, I mean, like, I'm kind of mixed on that. I think it was it was good, but then it became such a focal point of the new show. I wish they would have kind of gone in a different direction, or some kind of new challenge, and simply like, oh, our school's closing down. Yeah, I really liked that about the initial part of the series where it's just well, yeah. the original show kind of gave up on that. I guess so. Well, I guess it, it got resolved, right? But <laughs> no, I, I hear you, Corey. I so when the promotional material when they were first rolling out, you know, the character designs and everything, it stated very bluntly that you know, oh, their high school is getting shut down and they <laughs> have to become school idols, and I that that was all the lead up, and I was that made me even more. You know, hesitant. I was just like, Jesus, really? Oh, another fucking school is getting shut down. Like, it was such a retread. I was so upset. And then the series started for the first five episodes. Like, I was like, oh, maybe that was complete bullshit. Like, <laughs> the company was just pulling our legs because it had nothing to do with anything, only to be dropped in like episode six or seven. I'm convinced it wouldn't be a total retread. In episode three, where they do the concert. Mm-hmm. Where it's pretty much plot from episode through the original show, but they like that was like a suit episode original show. The punch in your seat, not just all I don't know fluffy. There's like an emotional core to it, and this show did it in a completely different way. So this is sort of a this is sort of a weird comparison, but uh, the thing I appreciate with Love Live Sunshine is it. This is going to be a goofy comparison, but it reminds me a bit of like Gremlins Two or RoboCop Two, <laughs> in that they're they're sequels, but it's very like you know, they sort of they sort of recognize the the brilliance of the original, so it's sort of very tongue in cheek. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean that's why I appreciated like the when Chica like she was happy the school's getting closed down, so it sort of gives her a challenge. Like things things like that of the new series, they sort of appreciated. If, I mean, it's a very weird comparison, but I started, you know, because you can't really, uh, you know, you couldn't really make a new Love Live show set in a completely different universe and not acknowledge the original at all. It would feel kind of weird. 
it's it's not something like a Final Fantasy game where you can just have a completely different setting. You know, you, you it's I don't know. So it, it's a weird thing. Like I think the earlier in the series, I enjoyed the callbacks to the original show, but then you know later on, it sort of it. I don't want to say dragged the show down, but you know it it sort of prevented the sunshine from really kind of blossoming fully into its own sort of. Uh, but but that's Thanks. the brilliance of it, Kenny, because their <laughs> their their insistence on holding on to Muse and wanting right. to emulate Muse held them back. That's true. As, be, as being school idols, it was so. If if you think about it from the macro, from mm-hmm. the outs, outside the narrative, yeah. the the way that the story is told is exactly what Bandai is trying to do with the franchise. We <laughs> we, we 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 can't ignore the behemoth that we made. But if we adhere to it too much, it'll hold us back. But we, right, it, right. It, it's all this weird macro perspective outside of the internal narrative. And I love that about the whole franchise. I think that's really neat. <laughs> uh, <sighs> that, all that music that's already out, guys. <laughs> There's already right. 12 songs? 20. 20? 20? Okay. If you include Ooh. the side groups... It's it's twenty it's twenty songs and like that's like two records from a band, you know, a normal band, and that means four years worth of time. He's he's just fucking pumping them out, man. And and well, it pains me to say it, but the best side group is the one with the worst name. Guilty Kiss. Uh, doesn't even feel name. right saying it. I. I guess I guess I thought the Azalea was the best side group. I really like that Strawberry Trapper song because I like <laughs> I like hard rock and and, and stuff like that. And that's like a total like almost metal song. So I was totally okay with it. I, I like Strawberry Trapper. Does anyone know how to pronounce the uh, the name of the group with Chica, Yo, and Ruby? Is it you know I just my brain is see Iran. <laughs> Supposed to be, yeah, so did I. But I guess it's supposed to be Sharon or Sharon, like the name. Sharon. That's weird. Sharon. Sharon, you know, but I, I don't know. Sharon. Yeah, that's that's basically yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious I, in, in in its obviousness. So if anyone looks at the the name, the C, the Y, and the R are weirdly capitalized, so it looks weird. But that's the letters from the names of the. The members, uh, like, oh, my brain can't oh, do it. Oh, <laughs> my, wow. My brain is just like, why? Why would you do that? <laughs> That's cute. Well, you, you pun lover, Ruby. Pronounce you. Didn't I? No. I was talking about you, Ruby. You pun lover, you. You bad joke lover. Of course you would like that. I think it was cute. That's good. I also think Guilty Kiss is a good name. It it, it, it creeps me out just because because um, they're like 14. <laughs> and, the, and the name of that song is Guilty Night, Guilty Kiss. And it's just like, let's step it back a little bit. The, these aren't the three three years here. Well, that is a... I do like the way they organize the, the side groups for Sunshine. I think. Um, Wait, so who are who is the side groups? I always forget. One side group is uh, uh, 
Rico, Mari, and uh, Johanne. So I thought they're like the goofy ones. Yeah, that's Guilty Kiss. Right. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, I haven't mixed up. I haven't fully committed to the non-television show aspect. <laughs> Actually, I don't think I remember then, the Muse side groups. Yeah, ah. that's what I, was I think the I think the the side groups for for Sunshine a lot better because the second one is like a, a Hanamaru, Daya, and Conan. So I, I consider that like the talented one. <laughs> and then the I, I like I like I do like the Azalea. They remind me of Lily White. They got kind of more of that groovy '80s new wave sound. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the third one is a uh, Yo Chica and Ruby, which I would consider like the fun ones. So Yo is the best one. Maybe yeah. I don't I don't know Corey. We can't really like the same character. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. The best part, like I love it. Um, I I think it was like episode eight or nine when the the whole uh, bit with the the th- the third years, and Conan throws the school idol uniform out the window. <laughs> Chico, Rico, and Yo are a couple floors down, and Yo just uniform <laughs> leaps off the ledge. <laughs> so, well, that's yeah. what I was, that's what I was saying about this this show. It's it's, it's interesting because it. The dynamic of it is is different than the original in that it's it's very character driven. I mean, I, I like all the characters more. They all have very distinct personalities, and they're more fleshed out than the original characters. Uh, more, so, more immediately fleshed fleshed out, I think. Yeah, I mean, the original cast. I mean, not saying they're bad, but there's a bunch of characters who were kind of like they were just there, yeah. especially in the first. If you're comparing the first season. Oh yeah, the, the first season was incredibly underbaked. Um, I mean, I guess that's why people like Nico. Was. People like Nico because she was very like hack of personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the very most out there kind of character. Yeah, I think specifically it, Rin and Nozomi in the first season had nothing going on for him. Yeah, they just tagged along because their friends joined. Yeah, <laughs> I think it helped a lot that the third years had this other story going on where they are failed idols and and right. they don't want. Uh, when Daya specifically doesn't want her sister to experience the same pain, and uh, Kanan doesn't want to go through that again, so they have more depth to them immediately, especially more than like Nozomi probably had the entire season. And I, I think that whole bit is like a direct response to complaints about the first season. Mm. Um, the, the podcast we had with uh, about the first franchise with Ink. You know, he he absolutely hated the fact, um, you know, the the whole storyline at the end of the first season between Katori and uh, Honoka. You know, the, Katori very blatantly says, "Hey, I don't want to go overseas to learn how to to sew. I want to stay here and be a school idol, but I was waiting for you to want me to stay." Um, but a lot of people, like, they didn't catch that, and they just thought that Honoka bullied and muscled Katori into staying and giving up her dreams of being a fashion designer. Or it's the exact same scenario here in Sunshine, except it's two years after the fact, where Kanan, you know, let go of her friend, and Mari just, all right, and went off overseas to go to school and comes back. It's like, you stupid fucking bitch. I wanted to stay and be a school idol with you. That's what I actually wanted. So it's like the same the same dynamic and the same basic story plot, but just from two different perspectives to drive home different points. 
Sorry, I loved it. I'm it I'm slightly disappointed in you, Corey, that you didn't have Ruby and I on for the original Love Live podcast. I'm sorry, I actually torturing. You had, you had someone who's a who's an adamant hater of <laughs> Love Live. <laughs> seems very wrong. <laughs> I have to torture Ink with all the things that he doesn't want to watch. <laughs> oh, Ink loved Love Live. He just he's got to hold on to the image. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I don't I don't know how much you want to get into spoilers or anything, but I mean, I want to know how everyone. The last episode, I guess, is somewhat controversial. We spoil everything. We always show. spoil the yeah. We spoil everything, and we, I think okay. we've talked a pretty good amount spoiler free. So I think we can just <laughs> just go into it. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's I mean, I'm saying this is Corey's fault if he didn't have a clear uh, line of questions. Any, anyone who listens to this podcast <laughs> and gets offended for from spoilers, they must be listening for the first time. <laughs> People who didn't want to be spoiled probably didn't start the episode at all. That, that That's a good way to go about it. That's how I always felt about it sometimes, you know. Well, that's what but, I do. If I see the episode title is a show I haven't watched, if I care about it, I'm not going to listen to it. Hmm. So, spoilers, yeah, so the last episode, how how is everybody's thoughts on that? Corey, you talk first, Mr. Host, who doesn't say anything. I say a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, so I I watched the last two episodes. Rico was kind of a jerk because she's hiding her yaoi manga. She could have said something about not wanting to bring all the generic people into the team sooner. Oh, oh man! She could have really? said, "Oh, there's a rule," but no, she let them practice and string them along for weeks or however long that was, and then dropped the hammer right before the show. <laughs> We all assume that that Rico is, is somehow related to Maki, right? I mean, maybe they're cousins. They, they went to the same school. Their hair is sort of similar colored. They're obviously I mean, rich because Rico got shipped off to the beach to live by herself just because I mean, she didn't want to go to school anymore in Tokyo. Rico's a much nicer person than Maki is, but and she's so adorable the way that she's scared of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure she likes Yaoi manga too. <laughs> I don't think Rico. Yeah, that was like, that's canon, Corey. That's in the show. That's not a thought or anything. That is fact, <laughs> sir. Ruby, what were you saying? I don't think Rico is related to Maki because Maki and Nico had a do- had two daughters who are Daya and Ruby. So did you see the little Honoka child? I'm pretty sure she got knocked up at 17. No, she's a time traveler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Don't you remember the movie? <laughs> oh yeah, That so is the, totally like a child Honoka. So the lady in New York was like Honoka in the future with her with her hair dyed or with a wig on or something. Yeah. It, her hair wasn't even dyed. It was the same kind of hair, just in a different style. But yeah, the the, the girl in New York, that was totally Honoka from the future. <laughs> Could have been a ghost, but now we know for sure it was a time travel. <laughs> Maybe they learned it from Orange. <sighs> oh, goodness. Uh, As you were saying, Corey? Yes, final <laughs> final episode. I watched these two at the same time, uh, the last two episodes at the same time. So I don't know if I uh, recognize 
the problems in the final episode as much as everyone else because I was uh, just so caught up in the emotions of the second to last episode that I was just like, everything that's going on is really uh, filling me with feelings, angst. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but, like, yeah, that was a lot. Like, looking back on it, that was a lot of wheel turning. Was there a controversy about the last episode? I've been working crazy all weekend, so I haven't been on Twitter, so I don't know if people have been upset about it or if they loved it or what's going on. I don't know what the reaction is. Mostly a lot of ambivalence. Like, that really wasn't that good, um, but, it, but it didn't really, like, hamper the whole series for them. No. That, that final performance, like I said earlier, was probably way necessary to end the Idol Lion May as they should with an Idol song. <laughs> Yeah. That was great, and the scale was great too. Yeah, but I agree. Like, I think they got to episode twelve, and they said, "Oh, whoops, we have one more episode than we planned for. What we're we gonna do?" Yeah. Well, I was I was really like when I was when I was watching the last episode. At first, I thought it was going to rehash the previous episode. Like, so as Ruby was saying, how Rico is a jerk because she wasn't telling the rest <laughs> of the school that they couldn't come up on stage and sing. <laughs> the way that the way that her face was like, I thought the the episode was going to be Rico the jealous girlfriend, just like episode twelve was Yo the jealous girlfriend. Um, Even episode eleven. It, 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 was it eleven or twelve? Like twelve was yeah. this the uh, crap. I watched this like an hour ago, and now I don't remember. <laughs> well, eleven or twelve, it was basically Yo the jealous girlfriend because Yo and Chica were best friends since they were like. You know, sperm. Um, <laughs> like, that, that's that's how that's how long they've been best friends. And Chica and Rico have really been hitting it off. So Yo started to feel like a third wheel. Um, and then they resolved the episode by you know Yo, you're you're just kind of being stupid about this. You know, you're my number one B. Um, <laughs> and, and and so the way that so now that. In the last episode, it was Chica and Yo. Um, and they're, 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 they got their relationship on the men. And now these random girls that you see periodically throughout the series show up. And all of a sudden, Chica's like, yeah, you can be school idols. We'll all be school idols. And then I was like, oh, is Rico going to be the jealous girlfriend now? Because that's what it looked like. She was just mad that Chica was giving away their specialness to by just saying everybody can be school idols. But no, it turned out that she was just being a jerk. <laughs> Um, but that was like the whole first half of the episode, um, building up to that. The second half, they had that, I, the skit is like a weird feeling cause the skit is great. I loved it. Um, they, they're up on stage before the performance during the love live and they basically tell the story of the, fr of the series, so which is it's it, it's done really adorably. It's it's interesting. It helps build up the emotions, but at the same time, it's like we just watched this story for twelve weeks. It, it's basically like an inventive way of doing a recap episode in the final episode, which is I liked it, but it's also I can see where people could get really frustrated by that. I, yeah, I wasn't quite sure who the skit is for because it's obviously not for the viewing audience because they just watch those events happen. <laughs> um, I think it's just time filler. I guess so. I mean, I really think they just realized they had one episode more than they planned and they couldn't start. <laughs> if they're going to do a second season, they couldn't start whatever it is right now. 
Like they for real, they could have done two or three musical numbers. I mean, I would have been perfectly good with that because that last song was really great. You know, do a couple more, fill the time that way. They could have done another episode. They totally started been... the movie at the end of the second season, though, because Hanayo is like, oh, Tai Hengdesu, and then she's like checking her phone. And... <laughs> hmm. Well, that was like after the credits, though. Like the, the actual episode ended well, and then it had credits, and then it was like a post-credit sequence where they did the, the movie announcement, basically. You know, that, uh, felt, that, that felt natural to me. My biggest criticism of the last episode would be that I feel like they try to stuff in a lot of things, and um, which seems weird because you know Love Live is popular enough. I'm sure they're almost guaranteed if they want to make a second season, they will. It seems sort of unnecessary to stuff everything in and uh, you know have to show all the different characters' parents or whatever. And uh, I mean, I can understand that more in the original series, like the movie, because that's the end of the series. Uh, well, they had all the moms in the second season. Uh, that was where they first introduced all the moms. I guess so, yeah. But uh, I just, I don't know. That, that, that would be my biggest criticism of this this ending. It's sort of, uh, I mean, the skit is fine. It just, it seemed very like unnecessary. That's all. Yeah. And it, so, so like I, there, all the different angles from the last episode. I totally can't hold anybody against feeling right, upset right. or negative. Um, I was okay with the weird mom showing because Johanna's mom might be best girl. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna make a Johanna's mom figure. They didn't make any any of the first Love Live mom figures. Should have. Oh, we'll just have to wait until we get the card in the in the in the game. It's not the same. They never made it. They didn't even make a card of like Rin's mom or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah I, I don't know i mean i i can understand the criticism i don't think it, it wasn't terrible i mean in, in some ways uh this is like this is another weird comparison like my earlier one it reminded me a bit of the uh the mass effect video games in that the ending was sort of unsatisfying if that makes sense hey i like those endings yeah you are you the only person who likes those endings i think so <laughs> no, I mean so you know, but I mean I'm I'm pretty sure that they'll they'll make they'll make a second season of So so th- I think that's a big that's a big key. Yeah. They are making a second season. Anyone right. who has any doubt or question isn't paying attention. When the right, first right. season of Love Live aired, nothing was certain. It wasn't a big deal. No it wasn't a billion yen behemoth. It was just Hey, we've been trying to do this thing with an idol group. We got a couple CDs and PVs out. It's been three years. Let's do an anime series. You know, they didn't know that they were going to continue. And yeah, I was, was going to ask, like, did you guys, did any of you guys actually watch the original Love Live when it was airing? Yes, I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay, I didn't. I didn't watch it uh, until later. I actually week to week, a- buddy. Me, mm-hmm. me and Tom, we were like the only two in my got- Twitter feed, like every week. I, got I was watching it every single week. I, I, I thought I got confused with the. I got confused with Love Live and what was it? Date A Live was on at the same time. Oh God, that's rather embarrassing to admit. Actually, <laughs> 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 no, I think they aired at the same time. <laughs> no, I was extremely satisfied with how the first season ended because 
I didn't know anything about the franchise. You know, I, I didn't I didn't dive in and drown in Love Live at that time. It was just a show that was on and I was watching it and episode five came out. I was like, this is the fucking best show of the season, guys. There's a, <laughs> um, there's a show that you like weren't even gonna watch, but it was a like season, wasn't it? Yeah, it was it was it was winter twenty thirteen. There was so many really bad shows. Uh that, that weird Lupin ripoff show I, I i dropped that bitch like it was it was a bad oh, habit the other, was, the other monkey punch one yeah i, remember I can't that. even remember what it was called that roman was like something based off of a pinking pachinko machine or something yeah it was really bad and the season was wasn't really wasn't really jiving and so it was you know all right i'll watch the first episode of this idol show that i know that i won't like that was really silly. Two weeks later, the, the next week, went with the whole Nozomi with the magic tarot card and everything swirling <laughs> around as she's incanting something. I was like, all right, all right, I can dig this. And, and now we're, it was just all downhill. Now we're three years later, and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I, I think by the time that season ended, Love Live was the only show that I watched to completion that season. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm but, looking at the yeah. chart. This, yeah, it was kind of a, it was kind of a mixed season. <laughs> but I but care. so the the first the fir- the very first season they they didn't mm. know they were going to continue. Nobody knew they were going to continue, and so it just wrapped up nicely. This right. is like we know we're doing a second season. We 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 told the story we wanted to tell. We have more that we're going to tell next year when season two is surprise announced and everybody's going to be so happy because they were so scared. <laughs> I don't but know we need, if but we need, it's so certain. or it was, I don't think it was so certain when they were making it. Because there's always the possibility that people could see these new characters and be like, this is not my original, this is not Muse. I don't like these people. I'm not watching this. This is bad. That's, people might, is, could have true, not yeah. attached to it. It might have failed. They could have gone like, oh, it's Love Live Season 1, Season 3. The original cast are back, and they're school idols again in college. This <laughs> hey, dude, I would pay good money. I would pay good money for Love Live, the college years. <laughs> don't don't even joke about that, Ruby. But no, the I voice see... actresses have moved on, which yeah. means they've turned twenty six and they're no longer allowed to be idols. No, I so so. You're right. It wasn't a guarantee that Sunshine would be a success, but I think that they. It was a guarantee that they were going to do a second season. Well, even if it wasn't a big success, maybe they just would have dropped it, or they would have said, "We got enough money from School Idol Festival that we'll do a second season. We got to see if we can actually give this a fair shot." They weren't. They have such huge plans for this franchise, as evidenced by the movie. You know, the movie is basically Sunrise and Bandai's mission statement for the franchise. They 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 weren't going to just give it one shot and then give up. Yeah, so they were they were they were gonna keep going. Sunshine had to be like as bad as Cycle Pass two or True Detective season two to not continue. Yeah. Oh man. True Detective <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my favorite thing because you know everyone made all the if they became like a big meme like the true detective season two. <laughs> and then they made it and no one liked it, so <laughs> like watch what you wish for. <laughs> But I can see. What was your question, Ruby? I said, is season three of True Detective not happening? But that's not important. That's what I heard. They, they, yeah, no, that series is dead as a doornail. That's last I heard. 
I think <laughs> if even if Sunshine was like only mediocre, they would still make like Love Live Snowstorm or something, and now they're in the mountains. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Uh, see Love Lives. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm because it... You know, yeah, think that, about it, Corey. I really want Love Life Snowstorm. I actually, I actually think that would be really awesome because everybody knows that all the good death metal and black metal bands are from Finland and Sweden and fucking Norway and shit. So Love Life Snowstorm, that could be the Love Life I've been waiting for maybe, this whole time. Maybe they would just do. Uh, this is an American group from Colorado. <laughs> the new Love Life no. sensation. <laughs> name, Chris. They can uh wasn't wasn't the uh, Mari was supposed to be Italian American, maybe she goes home to like New Jersey. She <laughs> inspires people to create an idol group. <laughs> her origin is weird. She is like Italian, but her family is like French and they own like a chain of Spanish hotels or something. <laughs> In the dub, they just punch that up. They just take like but Ruby, any language they can think of, and they just shove it in there, and she just says it all. But Ruby, it's joke. <laughs> Fuck your joke, Mari. It's joke. It's joke. Tiny. <laughs> I'm uh, Mari's a good character. I'm staring at you judgmentally. <laughs> I, I am very, very partial to the characters that. That mix in a lot of English for no reason. <laughs> that's that's my thing. So, <laughs> you like spice up your language with some English for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Japanese people attempting English is almost as good as uh, American people attempting Japanese. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Japanese people attempting English is way better. <laughs> We, we don't need a, a real Levine singing kawaii songs anymore. That can go away. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, well, have we... That's what Japan likes when English people can't speak Japanese well. Because they have actors who, like, American actors who work in Japan and they work on, like, tokusatsu and stuff. And, like, they speak fluent Japanese, but they're directed to speak, like, like they're <laughs> guys who don't know the language. Oh, man. Japan loves that. Silly baka. <laughs> Goodness. Um, have we exhausted our love life talk here? Kind of. I'm just. I, I have to say that Muse's final love live ships tomorrow. I will have it on Friday or Saturday, and I will watch the final Muse concert and cry for like three weeks straight. And I cannot wait until next spring for the first Aqua live. Mm. It's gonna be good. Uh, I, re- I I'm so I'm so stupid. <laughs> I, I will say it, I'm not. It's interesting how uh, there's other idol shows, but Love Live seems to have its own kind of charm somehow. It feels far more sincere than it really should be, considering yeah, it's yeah, the that's most good. designed by committee show you can have. Right, but yet yeah, it feels earnest. Right. It, it's. I I said this all the way back when the first season aired, and it still holds true to Love Live Sunshine. This series is basically an 80s series. 
It's got that same goofy charm that's sincere but also kind of poor, like 80s movies. You know, you watch cheesy 80s movies like The Goonies or vice versa or whatever, and they're weird and dorky, but they have this weird sincerity to them that you just can't help but fall in love with no matter no matter what. And Love Live is the total spirit of that type of production. Like they nailed it. Like pe- people try to do it nowadays and it doesn't quite work because you can't, you can't fake sincere insincerity, but love live they're They're totally doing that perfectly. Right on. And, and all the, and all the sweatbands and everything. Like it's totally an 80s show. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's heavy, Chris. Uh, something other about Love Live, just like, 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 uh, uh, I don't know, it's almost seems like it's more popular with women than it is with men, which is not what you think. Like, the stereotype is like the sweaty, fat, nerdy guy <laughs> sweating over the idols, but when I went to see the school idol movie, like, the theater was more women than men. Same, same here. No, and so, it's kind of weird because, here we are. We had one Love Life podcast that was three guys. Now we have another Love Life podcast that's three guys and one girl. It and everybody always calls Love Life. Oh, it's a stupid otaku bait, uh, otaku bait show. All the quote unquote hate hivers are just like stupid otaku bait shows. This is women love this series, and for good reason. It's it's I think it's very positive for women, and they. They, they, they love it. I see it so much. You know, my showing of the movie, it was like, it was like all women. I think like the only dudes were like these three other dudes besides me and James. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think the shows, they do a good job of, uh, of subverting a lot of these stereotypical sort of, uh, you know, otaku or moe kind of traits. I mean, you don't have, you don't have the stereotypical, like, you know, the, the characters falling and showing their panties all the time or love live actively eating a hot that. dog or something like, you know, something like <laughs> stupidly suggestive where it's, it's just like, you know, this is stupid. Yeah. They, they, they do a good job of kind of staying away from that. It's not, I mean, sure you have like, you have the kind of groping jokes and things like that, but it's never like offensively bad. They somehow figured out how to have their cake and eat it too. Right, right. Uh, that's <laughs> the groping's kind of bag, but right. <laughs> is, is it just me or is it like so? Like Nozomi totally stopped with the groping in season two, and then like Mari is like way more gropy than Nozomi ever was. Is it just <laughs> me? Not, no, that's not. She's only done it two times. She's done it more than that. Um... But Nozomi was as bad in the early parts of season one. I like to imagine, like, between season one and season two, like, the cast sat Nozomi down. This is not appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) We love you. You're great. But you really need to stop this. It's not okay. She said, oh, wow, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were comfortable with that. I agree. That is exactly what happened. But no, it's 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 hilarious. So my girlfriend, she watched Love Live with me uh, every week. Um, but we also we also just recently I rewatched all of Nisekoi, 
And we were watching Haruhi the last week because I went to an anime con a couple weeks ago and got season two of Nisekoi, so I had to watch all of Nisekoi again. And the Haruhi Collector's Edition Blu-ray showed up a week ago because that's when it was released. And my girlfriend, she's just like, I really hope that in Japan women just don't go around grabbing everybody like they do in all these damn shows. Like, it's really obvious. Like, it's this huge trope, and it's really not kind of (laughs) cool. But even she, she was just like, T.O., guys, we got to have a timeout. What is up with the boob grabbing? (laughs) Nozomi, hands to yourself. Marty, same thing. Same thing. I don't know. She's mostly doing it to, like, Kanan, who is pretty much her girlfriend. So she might actually like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I think we've talked enough, and it feels right to stop talking for the listeners' sake, but I just, I can't believe that we haven't sat here and just had huge diatribes about all the characters. Like, I want to, like, my brain just now was like, can we just stop and talk about Johanne for a couple hours? You know, can we stop and talk about how Daya is like the biggest Ellie fan and totally had the best scene in the whole series in episode two. I just, I just want to talk forever about all these things because the characters are so good. Yeah. It's like, I, was, I think I was saying earlier, like, uh, I really like the characters because when they put out the promotional materials, you have a certain image of how they're going to be, but a lot of them sort of ended up, you know, sort of subverting your expectations. I think Daya and Mari, I mentioned, like, they're they're a lot different than I imagined them when I saw the promotional materials come out, and I kind of like that. They're it, it was kind of surprising to me. Except for Ruby. Ruby is exactly what you thought she was. <laughs> which is, uh, well, yeah, which is perfect. Uh, she, she's based off of you. She is. She is. <laughs> she's named after me, obviously, because they knew I was such a big fan. But I don't know if she's actually my favorite character. What? <laughs> my relationship to Ruby is completely like the typical like Moe fan relationship. Like, I want to protect her. I want people to treat her well. I don't want her to be hurt. <laughs> God help you if you ever hurt Ruby, because she's so cute and adorable. <laughs> she could bait her with that candy bar in episode three. That was amazing. <laughs> but, I mean, so the, the last thing, I swear I'll stop talking. I swear I will. Um, is I mentioned it briefly, kind of side-swipingly at the very beginning, and Ruby jumped in, and this was a big thing for Ruby. She talked about it a lot on Twitter, is Chica. They, it was like, so all the characters, they, out of the gate, we're different, we are unique, we, we have all these different facets, but Chica was Honoka. She was 100% Honoka. But then they did the one thing that they didn't do with Honoka until the movie, and developed her character and made her unique. Anyone who says Chica is just Honoka is lying and wasn't paying attention. But I think that was the best because they picked one character and made her identical, only to, at the very end, surprise you, which is, again, basically the series itself and the franchise itself, what they're trying to do with Sunshine. And it all comes together, guys. It all comes together. Like, Love Live is not just a stupid idol show. This is really clever writing. 
there's a lot of thought that went behind this to create a show by committee that is just simply a fun show. It's the most contradictory thing I've ever said in my life. I, I always thought Chica was a lot better than Honika, but... She was! I mean, which made the parts where they're saying how amazing Muse was... I mean, I remember Honika. She, was, she wasn't that amazing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, don't talk about my tra- time tra- my time traveling life, okay? <laughs> I I remember her messing up and stuff. She wasn't she wasn't as amazing as they make her sound. Yeah. I'm probably gonna get hate mail now on the internet. Monica gets a lot of hate. I don't know why. She Monica was really yeah. good. She's the she second was a, best. She was, that, so. she was all right. She's <laughs> sorry. Ruby and her second best love live for every character. It's not fun. <laughs> All right. Um, closing thoughts on Love Live Sunshine. I don't know. I have more thoughts, but I don't know how much I really have to say about them. I haven't had time to really sit down and think through the show in depth. Say them all at the same time right now. Okay. I can't do it all at once. <laughs> I don't know. I thought you were really gonna try. I was imp- I was gonna be impressed. No, I, I gave up. I'm not that bold. <laughs> uh, one thing I noticed, like self-sacrifice, is like a recurring theme in the show. Not exactly sure what they're trying to say, but all the characters are constantly giving up things they care about for the sake of everyone around them. Like Daya and Kevin giving up their idol thing because they want Mari to be better and. Chica wanting Rico to be with them in the Love Live thing and saying, no, girl, you got to go diversify your portfolio. You can do both of these things. That's okay. Uh, I don't know. Just the thing. That's it. Kenny? Uh, yeah, I would say that uh, I, I enjoyed the first season. Um, like I said, I liked all the characters a lot. I think uh, I think I hope if they, they do make a second season that they sort of explore more, you know, sort of original... Storylines, because the ones I, I think the one the storylines in this season that were different from the the original show were probably the most interesting ones, like the struggle of the third year characters, um, and things like that. I mean the the sort of storylines like saving the school and things like that, or even or even winning the competition is fine. But I, I I hope if they make a second season, they can go in sort of their own direction, and I think it would be. I would I would find it very interesting. So I'm I'm eagerly anticipating uh, what happens in the future. I am too because I really don't have a clue where it's going to go. Right, right. <laughs> Chris, when I am graciously invited to talk about my top five anime of 2016, unless there are five incredibly stellar shows that come out in the fall. This will probably be number one or two. I haven't really thought about it, and which is a first because I haven't. I didn't put. So the, the first Love Live, I actually had it. When, that was when I was writing for Fandom Post. I had that as my number five. Uh, the second season, it was just a really strong year. Um, but this, I, 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 I had so much hesitation, so much worry going in, and I was completely blown away by almost every aspect of Sunshine. I fucking loved this series. And I think I actually will 
might actually stick with buying the Blu-rays all the way through and not give up like I do every other time. Uh, just, just because I, I, I need everything from this show. I, I'm terrified for when the figures start coming out because I can't just buy all the Ellie figures. I'll have to buy all nine characters. Say, you, need a, you need to pick one best girl. <laughs> but I, I don't know if I can do that, man. I don't know. I did. That's what I, that's what I did with the first one. I have to go in without mindset and sunshine, and I've decided. It might change if I rewatch it, but hopefully it won't between when I rewatch it and buy a figure. <laughs> and who is, who is it, Corey? You've been building up to this the whole show. Who is your favorite? I said, yo, and then Kenny got mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta pick a different one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny totally. Kenny had dibs on yo way before the show even started. <laughs> it was like it was like he knew he knew. That she would be the tomboy. Yeah, so such a bro. You're gonna have to. <laughs> but no, I, I, I think anyone who likes Love Live mm-hmm. and was worried about Love Live Sunshine should give it a shot because I think it succeeded swimmingly. Don't read those fandom post reviews like those two guys. I don't even know what they were smoking. I stopped reading them halfway through because I was like, man, guys, it's like you're missing the point. Like they really dwelled on the fact that it rehashed some things like they really really dwelled on that but there is so much more god would would you agree though that like if people want to watch sunshine they should probably watch the original series first because it references if they want if they want to get the most out of it right then yeah watch the the franchise up to this point but because they do reference it so much you can right. go into Sunshine completely blind. Like, they play Start Dash. Yeah, that, they, is, they, that is they true, show, yeah. they, Like, they, they did it so that you can go in blind on Sunshine and just be like, okay, wow. So they really like these Muse guys, and it still works in service of the stories. See, but everyone's going to think Honoka was such a great leader and, like... I know, and, I know much and better. They, and they would, they would agree if they went back and watched the <laughs> franchise once they watched the movie and found out that she was a flying time traveler who left the dream worlds. They would be like, yeah, Honoka was the fucking shit, yo. Like, that whole movie was about Honoka's character development. Like, for seasons one and two, they left Honoka kind of in the dust. That movie was all about Honoka, and it made Honoka awesome in retrospect. So, so Honica, they, would be, they would be correct, sir. Honika ripped off the girl who leapt through time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, sorry to interrupt your. Uh, no, you're good. You're good. I, I. I also just got my email notification that the final Love Live has shipped. DHO will be dropping <laughs> off on my doorstep Thursday instead of Friday. So. You know, that whole Japan being a day ahead of us is really beneficial because they ship it the other way. (laughs) (laughs) So it it, it essentially turns into one-day shipping. But yes, I am extremely excited about this because in this package, it's not just the final love line. It's also the first Blu-ray of Sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) Corey asked me on, I think it was online or Twitter, you know, how do you feel about yo ass you know, all over your Love Live Blu-rays. And I was just, I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> These characters are so good. Like, 
lewd love lives sunshine or whatever, it don't even bother me because I don't even care. Go ahead, make them lewd. These characters are fucking amazing. I don't care. Just give me the damn Blu-ray. That was the, the I felt the same way when I was in uh, like L.A. for the Anime Expo and they started selling all the sunshine stuff and I'm like. You know, it's it's a bit much to ask people to buy all the stuff of their favorite character when the show's not even out yet. The favorite it's a little bit is. difficult. <laughs> it's the eternal struggle. I want to pre-order these figures, but I don't know who I want to pre-order. Have they announced any figures? I just saw what today they they announced the Chica Nendoroid, but that's the first one I've noticed. Like a series of beach ones, where it's that uh, that first promotional shot that you saw. Okay. I'm, sh- I'm sure at this point, Love Live is sort of a cottage industry of its own that they'll make. Uh, hey man, money. I imported the first two singles <laughs> because they come with Blu-rays with the freaking music video. Man, <laughs> Love Live ain't never gonna die. <laughs> Are you guys still playing the game? No. Yes. Yeah, a little bit. I I miss a couple of events because work has been really getting worse lately. But, like, I try my best, like, when it was... I, I really wanted to go for the the first Aqua event, but then work, like, kept me tied down a whole day, and so I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to recover from this. That's in the Japanese one, right? No, they had a, the first Aqua event in the English version uh, two no. or three events ago. I can't remember who it was. I think it was it was Daya and Chica, I think. I can't remember. Uh, I think... And I think that they're, they're doing an Aqua event next, and it's Johanne, so I'm going to have to try to remember to to participate. But, yeah, I still play it, but not as much as I used to. That's just because of work. It's terrible. Sag. I kind of dropped off. Started feeling like a chore, but <laughs> I poked my head in every once in a while. If they put, if it was, like, totally switched over to Aqua at this point, I might be more back in. They have three Aqua songs up right now. I know, I was playing them. I heard the first okay. one. <laughs> Did you? I the first song. <laughs> Not the rest of them, though. So good. I really like the second single, the aquarium one, because yeah. whenever they say the word aquarium, you have no fucking clue that that's actually what they're saying. Because they, like, they say it like their name, Aqua. It's like, Aqua, I-R-E-R. Uh. <laughs> but they're trying to say aquarium. But that, that's a good music video. That's a Yo music video. Right. So if you haven't seen that, you should watch that. After this, <laughs> I, I do have to say the the songs for this for Sunshine. I have to say are are I think they're better than the original Love Live. I think I think the music that they put into the TV show is better yeah. than what they put into the first TV show. Mm-hmm. But until they start pumping out all the crazy songs that Muse has out, mm-hmm. um, that's what I'm really looking forward to. Is what they're going to do for that for Aqua? Because I really like I really really like. Muse, Muse's music, like Wild Stars and stuff, where they just got crazy with the cheese whiz. They're not really making pop songs, but they they're making pop songs like like they got like all these heavy metal and punk songs, but they have them like mixed so differently, so it just sounds like a pop song. Those are really interesting to me, and they haven't gotten there in the Aqua stage yet, oh. except for Strawberry Traveler. Love and Crew, yeah, that's the one. In Crew Love Life fashion, the uh, rival group has the best song in the series. I disagree. 
you shut up, Corey. You're just you're just bandwagon jumping on some magical bandwagon that nobody else is what on. Magical bandwagon. Saint Snow has nothing on Arise. <laughs> I did like that Saint Snow song though, but I the, I think the final song of the final Aqua song was probably the best song in the whole show. That was really good. I really liked. That. I did really like that. Too. I liked Saint Snow's song before I actually read the lyrics. And it's pretty much just, I'm the best, I'm the best, I want to be the best, I want to win. I don't like it. Ugh. I, I do like it, I, I will like it when they release, like, the Johanne singles, if they're all, like, whatever you want to call it, like, a kind of gothic music. The Johanne <laughs> song is probably going to be... How amazing like, is that going to be? That. Because, uh, you know, they, from Idol Master, like, all the, the Ranko songs are the best ones. <laughs> I hope they're very similar. I'm really excited for where this franchise is going, and I hope I hope they do two seasons in a movie. That was like perfect, you know. Don't need to drag it longer than that. Two seasons in a movie, three years, good rotation. I, I don't know. I wanted a spinoff of the original show. I mean, if the the first year characters, I mean, what do they do after that? They turn 26 and they disappear. <laughs> oh, I wanted to see. I actually, if, I actually have a feeling that Sunshine is going to probably address that at some point. I hope so. Because it take because it, it takes place five years later. I really thought that they were going to meet Muse. Um, yeah. I can't remember what it was that where where they were and who they, they actually ended up. They went to the Shinto shrine. I was like, they're gonna fucking meet Nozomi. That's gonna be Zendaya amazing. And then and they Ruby didn't. Obviously I obviously thought really, that too. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was it was it was such a letdown. I was like, oh. But you felt the same way as Dyer and Ruby. <laughs> you just like, oh, I'm really sad right now, but also <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> and and I, I really think that they might address that at some point. You know, they can't just let the characters disappear, especially with how they integrated them into the new series. I I just hope like a uh, Rin didn't. Drop out of college to collect cats and stuff. <laughs> that would be, be very sad. <laughs> maybe maybe Maki just became I, disheveled. Like she's out of the idol business after the rest of BB left. I don't know how to deal with myself <laughs> anymore. She she's she became the drug yeah. addict. <laughs> I didn't. I never really liked the the Maki and uh, Maki and Nico get together. I think. Maki would get annoyed and leave after like a month. This is my personal opinion, though. <laughs> I think Nico, if it, if it broke up, I think Nico would get bored of Maki. <laughs> but they're perfect for each other and they would never break. Corey, you'll have to schedule another podcast so we can go into all our wonderful <laughs> fan theory. <laughs> all right. That'll be next time. Um, until then, where can we find y'all on the internet? Uh, Chris? Wait. Uh, no, do you like. I am. Um... Huh? Because you said wait. Oh, I was like, did you finish your final thoughts, Corey? Uh, he, yeah, Corey is not. Uh, he doesn't contribute as much as I, I thought, I had hoped. I wanted to hear it's all. It's my fault. Points. I'm overbearing. It's my <laughs> fault. <laughs> so Corey, please give us your final right. thoughts. Uh, I really love Love Live Sunshine uh, from the first episode. It took my heart. And by the last episode, it uh, captured it completely. All the tears, man. All the tears. Every episode. Indeed. Indeed. I don't know about you guys, but I was 
pretty much crying at the end of every episode. So. Oh, no, I, I was, too. My girlfriend's sitting on the couch next to me. She's just like, are you crying again? I'm like, shut up. She's like, but there was nothing sad. That episode didn't have anything sad. It was like, it was so happy and beautiful. That's why I'm crying this time. Taiku podcast listeners know me as the crying Jordan of anime. <laughs> so, Kenny, you'll have to... No, you're not alone. Kenny, you'll have to Photoshop crying Jordan on Chris's face. All right. You're not alone, Ruby. Um, okay. All right. Uh, close this podcast out, Chris, and your neck. Uh, I am Gokufi on Twitter, and uh, you should probably follow the Taiku podcast and Corey instead of me, and stay tuned to that for, like, the next couple of months. There might be a surprise for you coming. <sighs> all the suspense. But you can follow me, too, if you want me, if you want to talk about and learn all about all the amazing cult and horror movies that are getting released, because I talk about that more on Twitter, because I just watch cartoons alone and talk about them with Corey, so I just <laughs> I talk about them on Twitter anymore. <laughs> now I'm trying to find all my people that love the violence. Uh, Alright, Kenny? I'm uh, Minoru, M-I-N-O-R-U 79 on Twitter. Uh, if you enjoy random posts about whatever, uh, feel free to follow you me. like uh, sports tweaks with anime photos and anime tweaks with sports photos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ruby I guess you can find me on Twitter at Passion Tentacle except I'm locked right now so you probably can't follow me because I will okay. never remember to approve anyone you can also go to my website passiontentacle.moe which I bought a year ago after I saw the Love Live school idol movie and I thought I'm going to write a review of this movie and I never did so there's nothing on this website. I paid for a year of hosting in the domain, and I've done nothing with it. But the fact that you have a Moe website is so Moe. like peak Ruby. <laughs> That's peak Ruby. you got to get that domain. That's premium. That's going to be worth something someday. <laughs> .com is over. <laughs> I, I would lock my account when I'm applying for jobs and stuff, but I, I need the retweets. <laughs> To survive, <laughs> I'm. I've been a feed, feed my feeble ego. <laughs> anyway, sorry. All right, uh, I'm on Twitter at impassionate K. The podcast is on Twitter at Taiku Podcast T A I I K U. Uh, What's the Taiku Podcast about? Love live the podcast. Is that the theme of the podcast? It love is. live. It is. <laughs> Okay. Uh, we are uh, 100% of 60% of sports anime. <laughs> 100% sports anime talks 60% of the time, baby. Exactly. Love Live, you can it's you can make that a sports anime. That works. It's totally a sports anime. Idol is a sport. <laughs> All right. Uh Thank you all for coming on the show, talking about Love Alive, and thanks again to Helen for talking about Complex Age. It was it was kind of rude of her not to stick around. I mean, she could have joined in the Love Alive talk. But... I don't know if she has seen a single episode of Love Alive. Oh, I don't think probably, she 
Probably for the best. You want to get started? Okay. Any um, questions? We're just going to go through talking about why we like the manga, right? Nothing deeper? Uh, no. I'm going to ask you some cosplay questions, being like, is this accurate? Do you go through this? Yeah, I can probably answer those. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, but nothing deeper. What do you have in mind? Uh, I was thinking we'd probably do just that talk about why we like this manga enough to talk about on a sports anime podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I'm pretty cavalier with the sports anime thing anyway. Yeah, I noticed. I was looking at your backlog and I was like, this isn't sports anime. This isn't sports anime. No. We're getting an entire episode on Clueless. That's really not sports anime. <laughs> they, they mentioned tennis once. Okay, but... <laughs> 